0: It's a Thursday. Connor O'Neill, Wade Duncan. Uh, <clears throat> I'm topping one out. Connor, you gotta bear through all the coughs and the dog mom mug. This is—I was telling Connor, this is the biggest mug in our household. It holds two large cups from the Keurig. I fill it with tea, <coughs> peach tea, like the Starbucks peach tea. Uh, <laughs> like you'd hear it in my coughing. Uh but Connor, we have new music from the Astros this week. Uh leading us into the episode. If you guys want to check it out, wherever you stream your music, search the Astros. Uh I think you know it's gonna be a good song. So
1: Might be. Might be a clever little Mm. pun there. Queens band, I will say. A couple Queens kids in that band. So OUA related. It's OUA related.
0: We don't like Queens. We do like Queens. (laughs) Breaking news, I guess as breaking news as breaking news can be late in the season for the CFL. Uh, Cody Fajardo told yesterday he will not be the starter and that they're not going to bring him back next year. Uh, to me, I texted Connor. I was like, wow, Saskatchewan's punting on <laughs> on the season. They're throwing their backup in when they can still win and get in uh, with the East Division Finals. Sorry, the East crossover. But Connor said, like, yo, it's kind of tough to throw the ball when you're getting sacked a bajillion times. I kind of went, you know what? Let's search this up. So we went into the CFL team stats. Uh, 66 sacks given up by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I know not all sacks come equal. Some could be from Cody holding the ball. Some could be from great coverage, preventing him from turning the ball over instead. Uh, my only issue is that the next highest is 52. And that's Edmonton. If you actually think that Cody Fajardo has been the issue this year with the riders, I'm sorry, but I cannot help you. I don't know if Mason fine is going to be a prodigy because he is much younger. Um, certainly has not looked like it. Otherwise why wouldn't you have started him this year? Whenever he had taken over in lieu of Fajardo's injury, uh, Cody will find somewhere. He'll rebound. He'll go as a backup a year. Traded to somewhere that has an injury. And then stake his claim as a starter once again in the CFL. Uh, I feel bad for him. They're in the playoff chase with the crossover. And you're just getting the good old boot to the rear end. But with that being said, it is the final week of the OUA, Connor. It's time. It's time. Michael Buffer. uh, Pay him his five cents. The OUA is coming to the home stretch. We've got a ton of playoff scenarios. Uh, someone had messaged you on the uh, review show, recap show, saying, like, <coughs> what the hell are the playoff scenarios? So we went through them a little bit last episode. Uh, the OUA then kindly went and put out an article with all the playoff scenarios nicely placed from top That's to bottom. With that being said, Connor. We're not going through all 32 playoff scenarios, but we are coming into the final week and what a matchup we have. Uh, we're going to leave the two top end matchups uh, for the end of the preview, but we'll start off the, the Carlton Ravens at the Guelph Griffins. Uh, Carlton coming off a big win over Waterloo. Guelph showing some signs of life on offense. Connor, where are we thinking this one's going to play out. Uh, is Carlton going to stay 5-3 and three or falter to 500? I'm not
1: sure exactly how this game's going to fall, but I do know that if Guelph comes out in this one and plays a similar game to what we saw them play last week, it's certainly going to be a lot closer than people think. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, we know the weapons on this Carlton Ravens offense. Tanner gets to throw the ball
0: to Kasim Ferdinand, who has had a great year. I think the, uh, the interesting one with this uh, is... <clears throat> Guelph's run defense all year has been fairly strong uh, against Ottawa. They took some lumps and against Laurie, they took some lumps. I think Carlton's going to see that and say like, Oh my God, we can really get after this. And they're going to find out they it's a lot tougher to run on this Griffin's D. Uh So it's going to come down to Terry Young throwing the ball with volume like he did last week, 38 attempts. Uh, I think that Carlton Ravens can definitely win this and, and maybe host a playoff game in the first round. All right, Connor, I'm going to put on my fan alumni hat here as the Varsity Blues are in playoff position uh, with three wins right now. They've got to play the McMaster Marauders who are fighting tooth and nail for that seventh spot at two and five. Uh, If Toronto wins, they're four and four. I think they are uh, in a good spot because I think that that would put them closer to a matchup with the Carlton Ravens. Uh, if McMaster wins, there creates a huge logjam at 3-5, and five, uh, <clears throat> and it could spell the Varsity Blues playing the Ottawa GGs or Queen's Gales or even Western Mustangs in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, how do we think this one's going? Toronto coming off a bye. Yeah, Toronto's
1: coming off a bye, and last mm-hmm. week you heard me talk about McMaster and call – Andreas Dweck kind of their do-all guy and that he is going to have to do everything or that he had to do everything in that game last week against Queens. I think they need to find some consistency on offense. I don't want to see Dweck be a do-all guy. I want to see him be comfortable in the pocket, have his time, get to rip the ball around the field because that's when the McMaster Marauders offense is at their best. But on the other side of the ball, Toronto has their own do-all guy and they are going to need to lean into him on the ground game.
0: Yeah, Adam Williams, certainly the driving force of this Varsity Blues offense. Uh, I think when we look at them coming off of a bye, they get fresh legs, fresh rest. Uh, That O-line can kind of reset and begin to assert their dominance early and often against McMaster.
1: And we did see them have a a couple big defensive days this year. A couple games where they had multiple picks. So I want to see how the back end responds to a guy like Dweck. This is going to be one of the most precise passers I think Toronto is going to see this year outside of obviously Western, but I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to respond defensively to what McMaster's going to bring and how they're going to limit the offense and make Dweck beat them one-on-one.
0: And the Waterloo Warriors heading to the Windsor Lancers. Connor, this one is a big one. If Waterloo wins, they are not yet done, but if the Windsor Lancers hold on, uh, they're going to lock up a playoff spot and really have a, have a great year for what people thought of them coming into the season. Uh, Windsor, obviously running the ball. Waterloo, Nolan Caban, can he limit the turnovers, right?
1: I think those are the two big storylines going into this, but guess what? Waterloo still has to travel down the highway. They still have to go to Windsor. They still have to play at Alumni Stadium. I know it's not a, a six, seven, eight-hour drive, but nonetheless... I want to see how
0: their run game and their defense is going to travel. I agree with that one. Uh, let's move on though. Cause we have two massive matchups here for the top of the table, the Queens Gales, Laurier Golden Hawks. Uh, I am very much in awe of this Laurier team as they've kind of just continued to climb and build and take each step each week uh, to the point where I think they're a force and one of the top teams in the conference. Uh with this, Taylor Algusma has been taking shots downfield. They complement that very well with a run game, and their defense is so athletic. So athletic.
1: They're rangy. they're all over the back end of the ball. I mean, they get a great, they get a great push up front that allows them to create some havoc in the backfield. And even on a team as well rounded as this, they still have a phenomenal kicker and special teams unit with Dawson Hodge leading that. But
0: Queens, what are we looking at with Queens? Uh it's more of the same. I mean, if James Keenan is still out and Alex Freakin has to take the reins, they're going to really rely on that run game to kind of take some pressure off the second-year quarterback. Uh, I know he did not play last year, so this is essentially his first taste of OUA action. But I think that Frieden, uh can step up and make some big-time throws, but he's going to need some help to do so against such a good team.
1: And don't look now, but Taylor el slowly climbing his way into the top passing touchdowns category in all of U-sports. I believe he's sitting in
0: third or fourth right now. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, well, let's move on to your Ottawa GGs, Connor, who have a chance to be the number one overall seed and get the first round by in the playoffs this year. Uh, they're taking on the Western Mustangs at home a noon start from td place uh jp simon Kinda coming off his big 230 yard performance but there's a two-headed monster in purple and silver who averages the same each week
1: yeah and there are four great running backs in this game and i say four because there is a second back in ottawa that can do his thing too and am leclaire poke but certainly keon edwards edward renati jp Kinda. That is going to be who is going to dominate this game. I think it's just going to be a battle of the run games, a battle of who can hold on defense, and who is going to sink the dagger with that one home run shot. Like I think this is going to be a very technical, very methodical game. I've liked everything I've seen. It might sound a little bit biased, but I've liked everything I've seen from Coach Nate Taylor so far this year. And obviously, the Western Mustangs are one of the best offenses in the country.
0: I agree with that one, but there's a certain physicality that comes with playing the Western Mustangs that unless you play them, you don't get to replicate that. Uh, So we'll see how well Ottawa holds up early in this game and if they can sustain it throughout 60 minutes. Uh, If you guys want to watch these games, go buy tickets. I cannot stress that enough. There's games in Ottawa. There's games in Windsor, Kitchener-Waterloo, Guelph, Hamilton, uh, go and get your tickets if you can't or you're in the region that's way away from <laughs> one of the local schools that are hosting OUA TV is a great way to watch free to do so live and on demand just sign up with your email so check it out OUA.TV and
1: that brings us back into the episode again. Thank you for watching or listening to the OUA preview. We will be back with the OUA recap because it is sure to be a hell of a weekend. But let's dive into some U Sports football lines. Thank you, as always, to Coolbet for being so cool in getting us these
0: lines. Uh, yeah, if you want to check them out, coolbet.ca, the best sports book in the country. Geoblock must be of legal gambling age to play. Uh, so you got to be in Canada. But there's lots of U-sports lines that are here. And I am loving these, Connor. I have a play of the week. Uh, we're going to start, though, in the RSEC because they have the Friday night game. Uh, Concordia minus two over the McGill Redbirds. McGill just put up a 50-burger on Sherbrooke, Connor. I'm going with the Redbirds and Laton Andres.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I was going to say the same thing. McGill's riding high after that win over Sherbrooke. I like McGill to win at home over a team. I think Concordia and McGill are around the same type of caliber teams this year. So
0: I'm expecting a bit of a dogfight and I wouldn't be surprised to see McGill come out. Other action in the RSEC the Carabay minus 14 and a half coming off of that big game against Laval, uh, We talked about that earlier this week. I'm going to go with Sherbrooke in this one, Connor. 14 and a half is a big line to lie against such a good defense. I mean, they didn't even clear 14 and a half whenever they gave up a 50-point loss to McGill. So I'm going to take Sherbrooke to cover in this one. I think Montreal wins, but it's going to be tighter than that.
1: I'm coming out Montreal. Montreal is going to avenge this loss. They're going to be coming out swinging, pissed <laughs> off,
0: and they're covering 14 and a half. All right, out east, Connor, uh, we've got Bishops hosting the Acadia Axman. Bishops is minus 10. Uh, They've had a lot of defensive success this year, but not so much on the offensive side of the ball. Where are you going?
1: Yeah, this is a big line for me for a team that, while I like, is kind of sputtered a little bit on offense. So 10 points is a little too much for me. I think Bishops does win, but I don't know if it's going to be by two touchdowns essentially. Give Me, the Bishops Gators.
0: I think their defense is just going to be that overwhelming that it's going to create a lot of short fields for their offense, and they'll capitalize on that. Uh, other game, the bus heading into Halifax to face off against St. Mary's. Uh, X is minus 15 and a half on the road at that. I, <laughs> I'm really liking X. Their offense I'm is getting the bus, man. Their offense is getting rolling. The same thing that happened last year. Down the stretch, they just lean into the run game and then play action off of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's creating a lot of mismatches for teams as they try to load up and then have to deal with the speed of Zakia Kareem uh, and the size of Connor Ross. Let's talk about a fullback. Two touchdowns last week. Oh, man. Uh, I love my HVAC. <laughs> but that's it. Uh, We're both leaning into X this time of year. Uh Connor. Do we want to go Can West or do we want to go to the OUA where there's playoffs on the line? Oh, let's make everybody
1: wait. Let's go to the Can West.
0: All right, all right. We've got <clears throat> three matches in Can West. Regina at Calgary. Regina's minus 16 and a half off their loss to the Saskatchewan Huskies.
1: Regina coming off a loss. Calgary coming off a big win in the Battle of Alberta. Uh, 16 and a half is a little bit too much for me. I think Regina wins this game, no question, but I'm going to take Calgary to cover. I think they're making a little bit of a – not a playoff push, but they're making a little bit of a push to make some noise at the end of the season here.
0: Uh, I'm going to go Regina. I think their defense is just going to be too much for Sinanas to get going. Let's go Bisons hosting Golden Bears. Manitoba minus six. Eli Hetlinger did not play last week for Alberta. If he is out, I am going Manitoba minus six all day long.
1: Yeah, give me Manitoba minus six. Also a team coming off a loss. That's a long road trip out to UBC last week. But again, a team I think that is going to be a little bit pissed off and looking to
0: avenge a bit of a loss. So give me the Bisons by a touchdown. (laughs) Now let's look at that UBC T-Birds team because they're hosting, again, the Saskatchewan Huskies. They are plus 14 at home. We know how tough it is to go out to Vancouver and play them uh, in their home stadium. Connor? Connor? Are you going to take the undefeated Saskatchewan Huskies to cover a two-touchdown line? Uh, we talk about the Windsor road trap all the time. Let's start talking about the UBC road trap.
1: I am – I'm I'm taking – if outright, yeah, I'm taking Saskatchewan. But okay, to fly into UBC and win by two touchdowns in a tough environment on the road against a good team. Like, I know they're, what, four and three now, but still – or three and three, but against a good team – I don't know, man. Two touchdowns with that type of road trip is a lot for me. So I'm going to take UBC to cover. I'm playing it safe this week. I'm taking UBC to cover, but I would take the Huskies outright in this one.
0: Uh, I'll be devil's advocate. I think Saskatchewan piles it on early and then just sustains uh, a big lead. But let's go. OUA time, Connor. Uh, Waterloo at Windsor. Windsor's minus 19 and a half.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. I really don't like that. It's a a bit of a scary one for me. I know, again, we just said it, the Windsor road trap, but this is a shorter trip for Waterloo. Waterloo's got a quarterback that can throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. We've seen it. Uh, I don't think Waterloo is going to get boxed by three
0: touchdowns in this one. So I'm going to take Waterloo to cover the line on the road. I think Waterloo will get it done. Like we mentioned, Caban can throw for a ton of yards. He's just had some turnovers in recent weeks. I think they finally cleaned it up against Windsor. Uh, and they make a playoff push of themselves. They do need some help to get in, but it is possible. Before we move on, would you take
1: the plus 1,200 money line in this one? For Waterloo?
0: Ooh. I, I would take the plus 1,200 money line for this oh, one. Oh, waterloo Roadwind. Okay. waterloo Roadwind. Coach Bertoia is going to have them firing to get a chance at the playoffs. You they go. need to win to get a chance at it. If anybody's uh, looking for like a real, real star horse, <laughs> low risk, high reward bet, there you go. Waterloo plus 1,200 on the road. All right. Varsity Blues. My Varsity Blues. Plus 14 and a half at the McMaster Marauders. Connor, this secondary of Toronto has been opportunistic. Cody Hale, Owen Casey, uh, they have been making plays when it matters for them. McMaster has been a pass-happy offense all year. I think that Adam Williams grinds the clock. There's a couple key takeaways from guys like Cody Hale, Don Sirocco, uh, James Gregg. I, I'm looking for this varsity blues defense to make some plays uh, and get over the hump, get to 500, uh, and secure their spot.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Give me Toronto on this one outright, plus 500.
0: I'm taking it. All right, the big one. Uh, my bet of the week, Connor Queen Gales minus one. seven at the Laurier Golden Hawks. We have not seen James Keenan since the Guelph game. Laurier has been on a different level, just pushing teams around and then taking shots. Their defense is suffocating. Uh, Laurier plus seven and Laurier money line plus 275 on the Golden Hawks right now. I am loving it. I it's a home game, they can still get a top end seed. With a win, I think that Laurier is going to make a huge push for this one, and I think they're going to confuse and overwhelm the second year quarterback in Alex Freakin. Yeah, I'm
1: with you. I'm riding with the Laurier Golden Hawks. They've shown so much from start to finish in this season. We said it after their bye, they came out and took a loss to Western. We were like, don't let that dict- dictate their season for you, just wait. They're going to progress, they're going to climb. Watch out for them at the end of the season because that's what good teams do. And here we are talking about the Laurier Golden Hawks at the end of the season. I'm taking them outright,
0: plus 275. All right, we we got another uh, game here with Carlton and Guelph. Carlton minus nine and a half over the Guelph Griffins. Who are you picking?
1: I am taking the Carlton Ravens in this one. I think that... Pan in his final regular season game is going to turn it on. He's got a lot of weapons around there. It's a disruptive defense. Guelph, they've shown flashes. They haven't shown me consistency. I don't know what I'm going to get from Guelph this week. There was a lot of promise in their in their week eight matchup, but I don't know if I'm going to get that two times in a row. I know what I've got in the Carlton Ravens offense. Give me Carlton.
0: All right. Ottawa Gigi's hosting the Western Mustangs in the match For the one seed, the Battle of the Ponies, uh, Western's minus 26.5 in this one, Connor. I know they've boxed everyone except for Queens, which kind of got away from them, but that still didn't even cover the 26 points. Uh, Where are you leaning on this one? It's a Western road trip to the nation's capital. Uh, J.P. Simmonkinda, James Peter in the defense. Are you leaning with your GGs to cover? 26.5 is a a large line.
1: But history tells me Western is capable of covering that against anybody any day. Now, here's the thing. It's a long trip for the Western Mustangs. They're going to be sitting on the – well, I mean, I know they're going to travel the day before, but they're going to be sitting on the bus. The legs are going to get tight. It is still a long trip, and one they haven't had to make in a while. And this is a different team than they've seen last. I I don't like – I don't know. 26 and a half is just too much for the Western. You're talking yourself out of it. I don't know. 26 and a half is is far too much for me, I think, to ride with Western in this one. I am going to rock with the Ottawa GGs in this one. I think this is one of the best Ottawa GG teams. I keep saying it. One of the best Ottawa GG teams Mm -hmm. I've seen in a long while. They have weapons all over the field. Their defense is great, headlined by the likes of Kevin Victome, James Peter. We know what they've got in the run game. They've got a quarterback that can compete with the likes of of Evan Hillock in the, in the sense that he hits his home run shots, he completes his or he completes his underneath throws, like accurate passer. So, I think this is going to be a lot tighter than people think. This isn't the GG's team of past where West they go to
0: four and four. <laughs> yeah, it's not.
1: It's not. It's not the Gigi's team. Of past. So, I think this is going to be a lot closer than people think. I'm not going to say that. Like, I'm not saying the GG's are winning outright, but. I, I'm anticipating a close game here, so I'm taking them to cover at least.
0: I'm taking the GGs to cover, but I think the Western Mustangs just pulled this one out. I think they score late to make it a two-score game. I don't know if they'd go to three or four to push this line, but uh, it certainly is a wild weekend of playoff scenarios in the OUA. If you guys want to bet some of the action, head to Cool Bet, uh, the best sports book in the country. Connor, I'm excited for this.
1: You few short hours left, and then we've got some OUA playoff <laughs> implications, some great games out on the East and West Coast. It's going to be a
0: heck of a weekend. Well, if you guys want to check it out, OUA.TV, free to sign up like we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Uh, Fox40shop.com as well if you want to get some coaching gear. Uh, 15% off with the code CFP15. Uh, make sure to head over to Fox40shop.com to get in on that. Connor, I think that's it for us. I don't have anything left. We talked
1: about heck candidates on Wednesday. We previewed it today. We previewed the rest of
0: U Sports today. I'm tapped out. We just got to wait for the games now. I'm excited. The hay is in the barn, as they say. But as always, at Wade Zank, at Connor R. O'Neill, at CF Perspective, enjoy your weekend of playoff-caliber football.